name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the Fab International Studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This, this is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week. You're on issue 20 with your regular host, Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark. Isn't it issue 19? 19, yeah. I'm one ahead. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's issue 19. It's issue 19. Imagine Don't worry if you've not missed it. issues of a, a comic book and they accidentally got the numbering wrong. Mishman there would be pandemonium, Fraser. I can guarantee that it's happened before. In, it, there's got to be a misprint somewhere, where, and I'm sure that comic will be worth a lot of money. You know what? I think it's because I started right. I was, I was just starting to write notes for next week, and then I'll just model the two shows up. It's definitely issue 19, though. Defo issue 19. Don't worry, you've not missed one. And don't have to frantically look back at our Spotify or any of that and just be like, where is this hidden issue? Um, You're listening to issue 19. Okay, with that mind sweep out the way, how was your week, Mark? (laughs) My week was um, very, very interesting. Uh, Something incredibly positive and something incredibly scary. I'm um, going to be on the telly. I've filmed some episodes of PCW, which uh, is a wrestling show which is going to be on Fight Network UK. That's Sky Channel 192. Uh, That's launching very, very soon. And I'm going to be their backstage interviewer for their wrestling show. And I'm going to be doing some commentary as well. On the telly box. Filmed that in Blackpool Tower. It was very, very cool. So um, that's coming soon. And I'm going to be on the telly. And on the way back from said TV tapings, (laughs) I had a... Quite scary, scary car crash, and I'm frankly lucky to be alive. So it's been a very, I'm sure, it's I'm been sure, an up and down. Week. I'm sure I speak for all of us when I say I'm happy you're here. <laughs> too, really. The car is not very well. The car no. is uh, not in a state that will ever be anything other than scrappable. Yeah, your car's Whereas, quite brokeable. <laughs> yeah, broken. Well, I, 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 I walked away. I was in shock, but I walked away, and I'm I'm fine. Let's tell tell. You didn't have a Doctor Strange experience where your hands have been mangled no, up now, and you go and you're gonna fine. go you're gonna go find an ancient one and become <laughs> go into your magical realms and well, stuff I like am that. And a sorcerer, an ancient one, but it's just a new. Well, it's just another car. Right. <laughs> just another car. Anyone, anyone <laughs> Please a, call your new car the ancient one. <laughs> anyone selling a car for under a grand? Because if you are, I might be interested. <laughs> Oh, I need a car. One that looks like Tilda Swinton. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what it looks like as long as it goes broom and it takes me where and I it need goes. to go. Oh, I've missed my car already. It's been less than a week. But yeah, it's been... It's but yeah, hi, 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 glad I'm alive. Welcome week. to Geek of the Week. <laughs> Well, I've been dressed... I've just been dressing as Spider-Man like, all week. That's still pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That is a cool Different kind of cool. But yeah, no. Um, oh no, really glad, really glad you made it out. And so am I. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just, I'm just in awe. It's just so crazy. It's just madness. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't. These yeah, things I mean, happen. I, I haven't really made it public up until this. I haven't told a lot of people. My my parents know. My partner. Knows, yeah. And my best mates know. But it it was. It's definitely a thing that. Just to clarify, we'll I, stay de- with yeah. 
I was going to say, just to clarify, I did know this before. He said, could, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. could you imagine starting the show? And I was just like, oh, Mark, how was your week? And you said that. I'd be like, well, I think we should stop the show and just to actually have a genuine conversation about this. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm so pleased that uh, I'm, I'm going to get to do... Because I've got a number of jobs. You know, I'm a humanist celebrant. You know, I'm, uh, I also work as a professional wrestling commentator and stuff I, I'm I, this is this is a great step forward for me I'm really excited to see it um, see all of our work because we, we filmed 12 episodes over four shows on the Saturday wow, and the Sunday so there's there's 12 hours worth of um, PCW headed your way and um, there's going to be more filming in future as well. I think um, it's it's going to be 9 p.m. every Saturday. That's very well prepared. Maybe we should be that that well prepared. What film 12? Film 12. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't see it happening. That, that would, <laughs> I can't see it happening. Really. That would also take 24 <laughs> hours for our show. <laughs> we'll just take one whole day out, and we'll be like, right, we're filming 24 episodes. Mind you, I guess it's sort of like news. We'll just have to make the news up, make our own comic books up, and go, yeah, out this week is uh, this book. We've made it. You can read it if you want to. And yeah, I'm not sure. Sounds a lot more hassle than it is. I reckon we'll stick to just recording one. Well, I mean, I mean, I know you're, it's not quite as exciting that you haven't ha- you haven't had a near death experience, but you have been Spider Man. Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. There was. Um, one of these kids just made it all worth it. He was literally like, so the way this one worked, it was a workshop sort of um, deal. So we, we did all this like superhero school. So we did like, it was, oh, it's just, I'm, it was literally living the dream because I love talking about um, comic books and superheroes. And now I'm getting to sort of be one and like share that love with like letting kids in it and stuff like that because there's just we talked about it last week with love is love and like how I sort of got that childhood innocence about me and it's just great to see like other people with that even if they are actually children and <laughs> might grow out of that childhood innocence but yeah there was this one kid and like oh explain the workshop so we did a workshop we did like um made masks um, did all these things, did colorings of superheroes, played superhero-themed games, and then... And all this time uh, you were dressed as spider No, 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 and then I had to leave. I was like, oh, I've got to leave and go home or whatever. <laughs> and so I took my backpack, and then I'd come back as Spider-Man, but I snuck in behind. I full-on went for it. Like, the kids couldn't see me, and I was doing, like, cartwheels and, like, jumps off the wall and stuff like that. So, uh, one kid saw, and he was like, I saw you do a cartwheel, and I was like, I'm so glad that was appreciated, because it really hurt. <laughs> the wow. landing was not as smooth as I thought it was going to be. Wow. And then and this one kid would just stuck with like I think I was Spider Man for thirty minutes, and he stuck with me like the whole thirty minutes, and just like Spider Man, and like every, was like telling me his life story. Other kids were again entertained and like really engaging, but this one was just like he became like my new best mate, and <laughs> it was funny as well because earlier in the workshop he'd been one of them where he just he'd just run around and just kids got energy, and it's like we tried to do stuff with him. He's like, you know what? If he's enjoying running around, we're gonna let him do it. But as soon as Spider Man was there, he was like, okay, whatever we're doing, as long as I'm doing it with Spideys, I'm doing it and then there's That's a so sweet and then I'm, and then there's a party with Cinderella as well that we did and you know were you Cinderella oh, as well yeah to double, I did the, did the, the double bill I was Spider-Man and then I turned into Cinderella you know it's the fairy godmother came and went here you go bibbidi bobbidi boop wow <laughs> you weren't Cinderella no, I, just to clarify I was not Cinderella you would not find those photos <laughs> around <laughs> but yeah speaking of Spidey I reckon we go over to oh also actually better segue better segue funny enough um, 
the Spider-Man workshop, there was a photographer there taking photos. Um, and I was like, oh. And then one of the kids was like, oh, why is he taking photos? He's like, oh, he's working for J. Jonah Jameson at the Daily Bugle. Now, speaking of J. Jonah Jameson. Wow. <laughs> I need photos of Spider-Man. That's right, so you know with the sound of J. Jonah Jameson, it's time for the news on Geek Up the Week. And we've got quite a bit of news, you know yeah. what? We've got a load. It's a good job we've got a two-hour show. Really. Isn't it? Exactly. We've extended everything. Everything's bigger and bolder and braver. Better. Did I just steal that from Batman, maybe? Bigger, bolder, braver. Anyway, so the first bit of news we're going to talk about is something nice and juicy dropped on Netflix. We got Umbrella Academy, so we're going to talk a bit about that. Don't worry, we're not going to go too much into spoilers because no, we are well, <laughs> we are well aware. Like we said, we had busy weeks, you know. Uh, <laughs> a lot's gone on, <laughs> so yeah. we've managed to watch bits and pieces, um, but also we know that not everyone... There are some people out there who have been like, oh, I binged it, oh, come on, Share all the well, share all the umbrellas, um, Ella, Ella, Ella. Um, but there's so, there's some who've like maybe not watched it yet, and you sort of want to know if it's worth going into, this or you've watched a few. Should we live in that you? If you're a super fan of something, and that they drop a a whole series, and it's been you can binge it. It's almost like you're judged that you haven't binged it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, I've I've I run six jobs. I. I may not be able to watch <laughs> 10 hours of television over a week. I'm sorry. That's not... That, no, you're not committed enough. Do you not love Gerard Way and his... <laughs> I, I love this show, but I need sleep. <laughs> That's all I know. I think you need to prioritise if you want to be a true fandom. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty fanny, but I'm not that fanny. <laughs> oh, I could have phrased that better. <laughs> that was the worst phrasing you could have oh, used. Oh, no. Anyway, the Umbrella that's Academy. That's what I meant. Oh, can we start the show yeah, again? Let's, yeah, we're going to restart talk, the whole thing again. Right, get the story. Talk crashes and get princesses the, again. Get the story. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. For the I people, For the people who just, like, listen to the news section on YouTube, they're going to be like, what? Princesses and car crashes? I thought this was a show about comic books. Well... Yes. Sort of. Yes, it is. So, Umbrella Academy, what were your thoughts? What's your thoughts been on the series so far? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think you've read the book, have you? Uh, I have read a bit, actually. One oh, of my okay. friends lent me... Oh, sorry, I'm adjusting my chair. You didn't need to know that, but I've, that's I've, what's happening. Have you read it? I've read bits and pieces, like, read bits and pieces. Like I say, one of my friends had it and they lent me, and I was like, oh, like, because I literally watched a few of the episodes, I was like, I want to flick through. And then I learned some cool stuff about the characters that made me go, oh, okay, so this is kind of interesting. I've, I've, I've read it all, so obviously, for me, it's more of a, is it a good adaptation than anything, whereas perhaps, yeah. I don't know how many people that are watching it will have read the books, because it, I wouldn't go as far as obscure, but because it's not Marvel or DC, it's perhaps not It as, is a bit, yeah. But the um, the comics I adored, despite myself, despite the fact I didn't want to like them because they're written by Gerard Way. Well, that's the thing. But he's incre- he's a great writer. He's really good writer. He's a great writer. And it's really uh, it's interesting you say that because it's not Marvel, it's not the Marvel or DC name that brings people in. It is the Gerard Gerard yeah, Way name absolutely. that brings people in because there's this great meme picture and I f- we shared it on Facebook uh, and and Twitter you. and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, uh, you know, the Dylan, you son of an, it's the high five thing. And it's like 
comic book fans on one side and Gerard Way My Chemical Romance fans. It might say emos as well, so apologies if it does and you're offended by that. And then in the middle, like the one bringing them together, the sort of Venn diagram, is uh, <laughs> the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, it's not, it's not wrong. It's not, it's not far off. And I think it does find that good balance of sort of um, that sort of the two fan bases because it is very comic booky, but it is also. I don't want to use the term emo. Is emo we really like it's it's a bit a bit dark but not too dark. It's like yeah. I mean there's sass behind it and like Yes. Yeah. There is a definitely a darkness. The the thing is, because I like the books, I was expecting a lot out of the show, whereas perhaps people who just heard about it for the first time when it appeared on Netflix yeah. wouldn't know how great the books were. And then be pleasantly surprised by how good the series is, because it is quite dark and adult. I mean We've seen that recently with Titans, and so perhaps it's less of a less striking. Yeah, it's yeah. So released so soon. After yeah, Titans. and I think it's a lot of that. A lot of those TV shows now on Netflix, especially, are going to the darker tones. Mm-hmm. Um, even Riverdale, which is supposed to like, it's a bit darker. Archie is so like happy go lucky that when you even put when you put so much darkness to it, is there's still a bit there, but like teeny bop but I feel like yeah it, you're right I think it's it is that Netflix vibe that they sort of get like if they do a comic book adaptation they'll either go for something that is dark or they'll try and make something dark I can't think of anything that's noticeably light hearted maybe out of every no even Black Lightning's dark and yeah. the the all the superhero stuff is really gritty on Yeah, Netflix. exactly. And I think that's where it's found its audience, so it's got its little, like, section there. And it's sort of like you come to expect it with Netflix, mm. more so than if someone it else... doesn't mean it's not good. No, no, I it's think that's good. We've seen it a lot recently. Yeah, yeah. The um, But for me, the, the soundtrack is <laughs> to die for. It's brilliant. Like, it's like, incredible. Like we could play a month's worth of tracks on this show just taking them from the Umbrella Academy. Well, you know what's interesting about that? So apparently half their... It may have been more than half. I think most of the... They've said that most of their budget was spent on the soundtrack and they didn't even... They didn't even get all the music they wanted to, all the rights to, which is incredible. It's it's noticeable. Yeah. Each episode has two or three absolute bangers on it. Yeah. And... I think it's worth it. Which is great for a radio really show. Think, yeah, well, <laughs> no, but seriously, I think it's worth it for the show because you notice when they choose something like the Rolling Stones or Queen or yeah, or, or very recognisable, iconic stuff from the 80s and 90s. Or at least yeah. I do because they're, they're, they're my eras. Yeah, and I think as well, it's not one of them where they're just playing this to build up a soundtrack, which is sort of the feeling you got with Suicide Squad. I feel like each song fit the scene well yeah, of and course. added to the scene as well, which is sort of why, like... Because everyone always talks... The big soundtrack everyone seems to talk about with superhero superhero genre is Guardians and, like, Suicide Squad tried to, uh, um, like... Tried to copy that. Well, but, like, in the modern day now. Yeah. Like, um... Yeah, but, like, Suicide Squad tried to, like... Like... Copy that. Uh, there's a smarter word than copy, but try to recreate that yeah. sort of. Um, there it was. I knew it was re something. Like try to recreate that, and it didn't really work because the music was just sort of. It felt the film felt more like a music video for those than um, than actually it supporting the film. It was a little but, more forced. Yeah, but this is perfect. Like they've clearly um, thought 
when they were devising the scene, they thought of the song, not the other way around. They not thought, oh, what scene can we make around yeah. this song? They've like, especially um, the uh, spoilers for one of the songs I'm going to pick later on for my song uh, is Queens Don't Stop Me Now for the f- fight fight scene with number five, and I think that's brilliant. Yeah. It reminds me of the one from the Kingsman used this great song for when he's battling in the church, and it's just it's one of them. It just makes a more. It makes a fight scene more like you're bopping with it. You're almost dancing to a fight scene, if that makes sense. Yeah. The, yeah. The, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very rare that it's done better than that. The only thing that immediately springs to mind is the, um, the fight scene from Fifth Element with the blue opera singer and how the... the, uh, yeah. the, 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 the the, the battle, the the, the the martial arts goes to the beat of the of the uh, the song, but uh, yeah, I noticed that too, and I loved it. It was a nice little it. thing. Uh, have you got any favourite characters out of interest? Um, I I think it's okay if you don't, or if there's like they're all. They're, I like all of the how they're all so broken and stuff. Yeah, but I did I did like Robert Sheehan's character. Yeah, I liked it. Oh, uh, I should know it. What number is it? Number Robert Sheehan, the the pretty one, <laughs> the big one, or the no, druggie? No, the druggie. The druggie. Oh, I think he's number four. Four. Number four. Yeah, yeah. The, what I love yeah, about this cute. is all of them are damaged in their own, but they all have their own unique story. And I think it's hard with uh, group ensembles. Sometimes ensembles. Sometimes characters can get left out or you know you don't get enough time spent on him but all of them have their own they interesting do. stories and you're right they are all broken but for different reasons or they've all taken this horrible situation and it's affected them in a different way or they've sort of reacted to it in a different way like number four's got his drug stuff um number one luther's just sort of like almost become not stockholm syndrome but just sort of been like kept away and become like physically damaged and one of my favourites is uh, Ellen Page's character, is it uh, Vanya? And like how she's like, she's always worried that she's not special because they've got all these powers. And it really sort of, I don't know, just really relate. Not I, Well, I, I don't know if I relate to that, but just like <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice to see that character in there. Yeah, and she's yeah. just, actually, you know what? I will say I relate to her because I say sorry way too much. And I loved that episode where the guy was like, stop saying sorry or you don't need to say sorry and I was like you do do that I do say sorry quite a bit and I feel like sometimes I've been, see I've been watching this with Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt uh, which is not comic book related but it's making me reflect a lot of my life and I'm looking at those two characters going maybe I should stop saying sorry so much and maybe I should be be a bit okay to be a bit broken sometimes <laughs> and not just be broken. like sunshine <laughs> yeah every, the thing is everybody is a bit broken yeah and that, that that's one of the biggest themes of the umbrella academy and that's always going to resonate with everybody because everybody's a bit broken you know exactly and you know what i do love speaking of just the umbrella academy the title the show titles whenever the credits whenever there's an umbrella academy i love how it's because netflix has sort of been known for their interesting like Net- openings epic. like boom and then it's like the daredevil theme or like all this but i love how just casual it is it's like there's always a bit of raindrop and then there's a random umbrella or the, yeah. the like it'll be a part of the scene 
and it'll say the Umbrella Academy. It's just really, I, do, I really do enjoy it. And like looking at the books that uh, my friend lent me, it's very similar to that as well because they would always have like comics sort of do, in general sort of do it where they'll like put the title just on yeah, the side yeah. and it's already part of the image. And yeah, I feel like they've managed to pick the art style quite well as well. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, you've obviously read more than me, um, but it does seem like they've got a very similar style. Also, there is a lot of Umbrella Academy books. Yeah. It's really cool because it's still going now because I was going to throw some on um, Paul Pass's like sort I of... I nearly a, did that as well. Um, but then I was like, we were a bit, I think it was like a four or five and I was like, when this was coming out, I was like, nah, it might be a bit too hard. But hey, maybe we, it'd be really cool to get on a trade-off, I think. Yeah, the first volume is worth reading. But yeah, um, any final thoughts on Umbrella Academy while we move on and don't make the whole show dedicated to the <laughs> Robert Sheehan and Colm Fior are both very attractive men in very different ways yes. <laughs> they're kind of like young man hot and old man hot and I, I fancy them both oh actually that, that, that's me being really shallow but they're both really hot in different ways there's so, I really do fancy there's them something you'll hot. enjoy then I think the two of them are on it's one of the YouTube channels um, but they read thirsty tweets. So thirsty tweets are sort of like people who will be like, "Oh, I would." Yeah, link me that. Find that. I will have to say, this show got me as soon as I saw a Talking Monkey. I almost completely. I would have been absolutely devastated. I would have had to cancel this show. I would have stopped talking radio if I forgot about the Talking Monkey because okay. that was incredible. I love how he's sort of like an Alfred sort of Jarvis sort of like Butler yeah. type thing. The mum was a bit creepy as well with the robot, and I yeah. felt. Yeah, I felt uh, there was the, the robot there was reveal strong. was done really well. Yeah, as well. and there was some sad. Yeah, there was some sad stuff with her and yeah. Diego. And yeah, no, that monkey, what a show stealer! He's brilliant. Isn't he? It's just amazing. But, but the books are brilliant, and this show so far, I've only seen the first few episodes. That's the thing; I've seen half of it. Um, yeah, because it is only ten episodes, isn't it? Because I was slowly making my way through. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to go get through this. And I checked before. I was like, oh, actually, I've done quite a bit, and. It's gone quite far. I will, I, I will have watched this all by the end. Of oh, yeah, of course. Week. There was a really cool... Um, oh, I'm sort of getting digressing. Yeah, you know what? There was a cool fan casting for... You know the guy who plays number five? Right. Because he's sort of playing that smug, like... Obviously, because he's come from the f- future and he is old, but in a young person's body. For a Damien Wayne, because Damien Wayne sort of... He's a little brat and thinks he's an adult, but is also, like... You're, like is young so there is that and I'm just I was like oh yes and I don't really like Damien Wayne but I do like number five I keep, keep wanting to not like him but just being like oh he's such a and then just being like ah go on then also alright right no this definitely final thought to- <laughs> totally ship the guy with uh, you know the girl, woman who makes all the donuts and yes. the guy just so cute just so cute but that's it. That's it. That's me done. Yeah, I'm done as well. I, 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 I think get, I had to get the hot guys reference. I think so, only yeah. hot guy reference of the show. I promise. I don't promise. <laughs> now, speaking of Gerard Way projects or projects that Gerard Way has worked on in comics, um, Doom Patrol has had a pilot and it's got very positive reviews. In fact, it many have said that it's the best pilot since the Flash. That's big praise because the Flash season pilot that was like, oh my goodness, DC TV has changed everything, and now like the CW shows have sort of, sort of took a slump. Definitely, in my opinion, anyway, I've sort of like drifted off them a bit, apart from Legends because it's just bonkers. So hearing this news about Doom Patrol and Doom Patrol was definitely one of my favorite parts about Titans. 
I'm so excited for this uh, pilot whenever we get it. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> in the it, UK. It, it looks fantastic, but uh, it doesn't have anything. There's no British release date. And this drives me wild. We, the sim- uh, Runaways, which is one of my favourite comic books, was released on TV in, on, in, on Hulu in America, and we didn't get it... L- we didn't get it legally for um, a good three months later. And that drives me wild. We live in 2019. Everybody everywhere should be able to access a show legally, yeah. regardless of whether you pay for it, how you pay for it, if, like a streaming website, even if it's premium on Amazon.co.uk or whatever. Everybody should be able to legally access a show after it's shortly after it's been released yeah. and it's 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 ridiculous that there are shows that clearly we're going to want to see we british people will want to see marvel shows british people will want to see doom DC, patrol which yeah. is a spin off to a show we've already had we what it, it beggars belief to me that it's going to be shown and for 3 months the only way anyone you can, in Britain can watch it is illegally. Yeah, and exactly. I don't like watching stuff illegally. I don't like pirating. It really bothers me. But watch the, the choice you have is wait and resent it or pirate it. And that's crazy. I've got a third choice for you. Go on. Fly to America. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then, bit expensive, though. But if you, if you want to be legal, and uh, it will cost you. Yeah, no, you do make a good point, because I feel like... And it looks great. I want it. Exactly. <laughs> it's out of frustration and love that you're, uh, you make a great point. And it's the thing as well, like, with Titans, you know, it was getting sort of... Um, and, absurd, it was getting really? um and our, our reviews, and then it, when it finally came to Netflix UK in January, I was a bit, like, sceptical of watching it because like, I've heard mixed stuff about it and we the British people always seem to give stuff great re- like nicer reviews so surely you'd want us to have it first because then we give you the nice stuff and then everyone else seems to like it and enjoy it but like there has been that positive feedback for Titan so it's just like ugh but I do feel like we are going to get it on Netflix. Like, it is going to come to Netflix. I think it's got the same dealership. Probably, yeah. It's got the same dealership that it has with Titans. Very similar and they do it. The waiting time yeah, as well, weren't it? The one thing that bothers me, though, is a lot of them... So Rick and Morty, when it was with Adult Swim and Netflix, it's now with Adult Swim and Channel 4, E4. What they would do is it would air on Adult Swim, and then the next day it would be available on Netflix. So Which I'm su- is brilliant. So I'm surprised not something like this hasn't happened. It happens with Riverdale. Riverdale shown on CW then the next day it's on Netflix in the UK so I'm surprised something like that's not happened or if you set in the streaming service like the DC Universe now I know they wanted to get it out there they wanted to sort of test the waters before making it worldwide but it it does it makes me good like if you're setting up this great like international like not international um, streaming service on the web you need to I feel like you've got to make it if you're really confident with it, make it worldwide. Why not? Like, why is it, why? What makes the difference? If it's in the UK and you like fail, why? Why does that matter? If it fails in the US, people are still going to hear about it. Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't know because Netflix has got it right. That basically you can be in almost any country in the world, and if you've got a Netflix account, yeah, you'll be watching different stuff, but you can watch Netflix. So don't get why. If you want to be a serious streaming service, I feel like you've got to do this and... No, I couldn't agree more. It's annoying as well, because I've actually signed up for DC Universe. 
But I did it when I was in America, and they were like, okay, when it comes to America, you'll have it. But then, because I went back to the UK, I was like, oh, no, unless you come back to America. When you come back to America, you can have it. Or when it comes to the UK, you can have it. It's like, come on, DC. Nice nice try, Razor. But, yeah, Doom Patrol. Super excited for it. I love crazy... Like, we've got new introductions of uh, two new characters as well. Crazy Jane looks crazy. Like, the different personalities. Like, I think it's like 64 or something. It might be be a little less. Hey, who knows? It might be more. I'm pretty keen for that, and I'm keen to see all the other ones back. And Brendan Fraser. (laughs) Oh, I'm just glad he's made a return. I miss him, man. Him and the mummy's great. And there is a bit... uh, Old film, the mummy. uh, A lot of Americans will say my name wrong or something. They'll go, Frasier. And they're like, I'm not really that bothered about it. But there's one interview where he goes, it's not Frasier, it's Fraser. And he, like, not leaves it, but he just does, like, a clarification. And someone was telling me about that. Uh, I think it was one of the American parents. He was like, you should start playing that to people. And I was like, you know what? I am doing. So I've got, like, the soundbite ready just in case. Brilliant. For my next time when I go into America and go, well, I don't mind how you say my name, but Brendan Fraser might be a bit more. You don't want to annoy him. No. Now, speaking of DC, and going back to sort of uh, news we had last week. So last week we talked about um, Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're doing a crossover in animation, which is really exciting. Um, sort of based off their really successful run in 2015 where they did a crossover. And now it's been announced that there's going to be the third crossover in comics to complete the trilogy. So there's going to be Batman Ninja Turtles. Again, the teaming up for the trilogy. What do you think of this um, news? Well, I've not read any Section. of the previous ones. And I have to admit, I... I'm sceptical about how good About crossovers. <laughs> well, I'm sceptical about Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was sceptical about Batman and Judge Dredd. Who, and I love both of them. And I love both Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know. I'm sceptical, but I will read it in the hope that I prove myself wrong. But I'm, I am sceptical. It is, re- like... Because they do really work quite well together because, um, well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, where their comics sort of came from, almost parodies of Daredevil. So obviously there was like the Hand, the Foot Clan, um, and there's there's <laughs> there was this fan theory for ages that, you know, the gunk that gets um, in Matt Murdock's eye makes him blind, that yeah. it hit him and then it went down the drain and then made the Ninja Turtles. Right. I think they might... There might have been someone who even did a book, like a joke or something. There was something there. If it's like Google it if you want to learn a bit more. But there's always been that sort of thing. And obviously, there's always parallels between Daredevil and Batman. More people saying that Daredevil should actually be called Batman because he's blind like a bat and stuff yeah, like that. So, <laughs> there was the meme, there? yeah. Oh, he's get. I'm telling you, Mark's getting memes. He will. Yeah. He will become a meme master soon. I feel dirty. <laughs> But yeah, I'm really excited for this. Um, I'm really excited for this last part of the trilogy, and who knows, we might stick might stick one of these on trade off to sort of um, yeah. get you familiar with it. But yeah, I'm like, it's always nerve wracking when these crossovers get more and more books because usually the second one's like, eh, and then the third one you're like, oh no, just stop! You are, you already killed it with the second that one. That was but... the case with Batman and Joker. <laughs> the it first was, one yeah. was good. The second one was not. The third one was rich. Batman and Spidey teamed up as well, and I remember the first one being good, and the second one I'm being like, just stop now. And luckily they did just stop now. Now thinking of stuff that just stopped, but we were a bit more upset about. So the Punisher. Oh. And Jessica Jones. It's not a surprise, though. Is ceased. It? But 
I will have to say, I do want to point out, uh, Jessica Jones still got season three coming out. Which is, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, Jeff Loeb, great comic book creator, did a lo- has done a, a load of incredible books, and he's also in charge of Marvel TV. Had a beautiful little farewell message for the Marvel series on Netflix. It was sort of like, a, it was more of a recognition of the great success that they managed to do, and the achievement that they made. Uh, very similar to the MCU, how they've built this universe around connecting all these films together, but they did it with talked about with, with TV series, yeah, Enders, yeah. and it's really cool that they've had. They t- he said about like how many hours of television they actually created, and that it was all in this one connected world, and they had the big one at the end. And it's the one thing that I'm a bit gutted about is that they didn't end on a another Defenders or something like that. Um, yeah, that would have been cool. But it was a nice touching message, and there is this hope that maybe like Hulu might take on some of these. They were talking about it the other week when they had the animated the, stuff. The, the hope. The, the the problem with the hope is, I almost didn't want it. I I, I feel like it would have been easier to get over the loss of my favourite telly programmes if it was one hundred percent confirmed that it was gone. Whereas this this is just kind of like keep you hanging on, you know. Yeah. Uh, so okay. I really really hope that he's saying this because something is genuinely happening, yeah. not because he wants something to happen. Yeah. Because yeah, it will be even more heartbreaking if they've left us with like a tantalizing possibility that yeah. doesn't come to fruition. Like the the spin-off from Buffy called Ripper, which was supposed to be young group at Giles. Mm. I desperately wanted that. And there was talk of that for years and it never happened. And that broke my heart. So they better sort it out. You know what it is? Just to get our uh, weekly How I Met Your Mother uh, <laughs> reference in, it's the <laughs> it's the hook. It's getting them on the hook. This, if you watch How Many More, you probably know what I'm talking about. But there's always that thing of when someone's like, "We can't be." You go to someone, "We can't be together," and then they do the puppy dog eyes right now. So they've always got yeah, that thing in their lives. Together right now is what it is. Right yeah. now, I think we should uh, stop with the sadness and start with some silly. We got some silly news. Um, oh no, wait. We've got one more sadness story. Well, sadness. A more sadness and sort of recognition thing. Gwyneth Paltrow has retired as Pepper Potts. She's done She's done the typical... We've had a couple of people now in the MCU and the DCU. We had Batman, who, uh, Batman Ben Affleck. Batfleck. Batfleck. Talking about their time and how they enjoyed their... Their, their moments on screen, Pepper Potts, uh, Pepper Potts, Gwyneth Paltrow did a nice little shout out to Robert Downey Jr. And she's just saying, you know, she's had her time, but it's... Yeah, it's it, but it's over now. I fear this is the first of many. Yeah, to get yeah, but that's reality. It's a ten-year franchise now, and it's sort of like and passing on the torch. It's not just that. It's like who wants to play a character for more than ten years? <laughs> I mean, like, it, I mean, if it's Spider-Man, I will play that for twenty, thirty, forty. Well, if, if, you're, <laughs> if you're lucky, it's what an eighth or a ninth of your life. That's yeah. That's a huge amount of time to commit to one, one, one project, and so she's she's done a she's done great a good job. She's done a no good innings. She wants to to move on, you know. And she's she seems to be ending on a sad. Pr- and I hate it. She seems but... to be ending on a pretty cool note as well because there was pictures uh, not too long ago of her in an Iron Iron Man Iron. Um, 
yeah, in an iron suit, um, hinting towards rescue. So Pepper Potts in the comics um, did have a suit called Rescue, and it was it had it was basically that would be cool. it was more of like a first response sort of thing. So it didn't really have the weaponry of Tony Stark stuff because he does like his weapons. Let's be honest, he's a bit that's sort of where he got his money from, and that's sort of the Stark way. But yeah, so she she was like took had a picture on I think Instagram, some social media. Of, uh, it wasn't MySpace though, can guarantee. But there was <laughs> there was a picture of her in the suit, and everyone's like, "Oh, rescue!" So there's like hints that maybe she could go, she could be the one rescuing Tony Stark. But it does look like Tony Stark is doing that whole thing of like he's done since the first movie. He's building his own way and he's finding his own way out. But this time, instead of the dude in the cave, he's gonna have Nebula. Um, she, but yeah, we could have rescue. She could be rescuing other people. She. Um, like some of the Avengers and stuff like that, but it'd be cool to see in a suit. It, like I, I know, like I know people don't really like Iron Man three, but it was kind of cool seeing her for a bit in one of those suits, and mm. then so yeah, like good innings, and you know what, pretty good way to finish off. Yeah, yeah, big love. Right now we're on the silly news, and we've got two bits of silly news now, and it's two characters, Mark, that you absolutely love. Mm. <laughs> Now, we're going to talk a bit more about the Howard the Duck animation. Kevin Smith went onto his... I do his, love Howard the Duck. Kevin Smith went onto his Twitter, and he reached out to... Uh, Le- he t- he's, was telling his fans how he reached out to Leah Thompson, who played the love interest in the Howard the Duck movie. She was also the mum, Loretta, in uh, Back to the Future. You'll know that. <laughs> but he's talked about this role called Quack, Quack Foo on the Howard the Duck thing. Quack Foo. <laughs> so this is like a, a new character for the show. So I, I it might be another love interest, but... And his quote was, she didn't say no. So it's not like they've definitely cast, but... Oh, I hope she does take it. <laughs> I, I love it when they do, like, little nods back. Like, yeah. Like like in the most recent Ghostbusters film, they they had... Um, oh, they, they actually played Winston Zeddemore. But wasn't he actually, yeah. wasn't it, was he Winston or was he not Winston? He might, oh, off the top of me, I don't <laughs> But yeah, it was, I, I love that he was in it and I love little nods like. Yeah, little winks and cheeky things and it's, it's, we're at a great time. Kevin Smith's at a great time in, in his career because he talks comic books and he just goes, he's, you know, he's constantly saying, oh, these people are doing the God's work and all this and he's doing mm. his little trailer reaction, he's doing... Uh, Fat Man Beyond and he's just get talking you know engaging with the fandom and he's just doing bat bat crazy cut like concepts like this you know he had tusks and all that and he's just going you know what I fancy doing out the duck and people are like you know what mate you do it and he's got these he's got these connections with serious actors and that are willing to do daft stuff Johnny Depp was like a walrus and stuff like that he's got Mark Hamill he got Mark Hamill this was a couple of years ago holding a lightsaber bong and you're just like how is he do, like how has he got this strong because connection he's Kevin Smith well exactly exactly and it's what a dude what a dude but yeah it's got me even more excited for this How the Duck it's just gonna be it's gonna be absolutely bonkers. hilarious pandemonium now another silly character that we all know you love is Spider-Ham and uh, Spider Spider-Ham from uh, Enter or 
Into the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse. Um, was a big character in it. You know, there's loads of different versions of um, the Spidey character. And it's doing really well um, awards-wise. It's one like yeah, BAFTAs. Yeah. It's like ra- raking in all the animation um, categories. And it's coming out on DVD really, really soon. Like, I think it's digital release, like, end of this month, and then in March it's coming out, like, Blu-ray DVD, which is dope. But with the um, DVD and Blu-ray release, they've got, like, a mini film, Spider-Ham, caught in a ham, you know, like, caught in a jam. Mm. And they did, like, this little trailer... (laughs) It's just hilarious. It was no, him, like it was him, like eating a hot dog, <laughs> and then he gets caught. And there's just this little back and forth with him and the villain. Yeah, but I know I you. It. it was in we, that. We it was know an original, and it, it it wasn't even remotely funny. Yeah, it was. You know. I, 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 I really wanted it to be anything no you didn't you bad. knew you were gonna come in and dislike it, it. Was, you it was, you were no t- it it's it's been said even on this show that you didn't like spider ham and i, we, like I, kn- I knew i, as, like him less I knew as soon as i sent you this trailer this wasn't gonna be no. your cup of tea in, i just wanted to make a joke that said you love it, silly stuff it was all re- <laughs> right it was already it was always gonna be inane and I was probably wasn't gonna like it, but it was really unoriginal as well. Wow, it was fun. I'm looking forward to this anyway, and we're definitely gonna do a review on it so you can have to watch it. So it's gonna I be know. Fun. <laughs> you're, you're buying the DVD. We might even do a live reaction. Of course I'm it's into the Spider-Verse. I'm gonna buy like five. I'm want, not gonna buy want, five. If you want me to do a live reaction. I'm just gonna, we might do, do that. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious. Now, last bit of silly news, and this is UK based, so ha! Go UK. Um, the Royal Mail, who uh, they're sort of like our... Well, sort of gave it away, didn't it? Yeah, if you need more explaining, oh, just just Google Royal Mail. But um, they give out letters and stuff like that. So, they're doing like special Marvel stamps, which are like epic. You've got like Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, your typical ones. And you've also got Captain Britain. Now, I've decided... And Union Jack. And Union Jack as well. Yeah, I did forget. Um, <laughs> I've decided... I'm cutting off social media. I'm not messaging anyone that way anymore. Uh, everyone's going to get a letter now. That's the only way I'm going to communicate, just so, so I can buy new stamps. stamps. I, mean, I, I, I was when Man, I, I saw it one. announced, I was like, "Oh, it's American, stroppy, stroppy." And then I saw that they'd added Captain Britain and Union Jack, and I was like, "All right, Unstrop. that is now acceptable." You know what? That feels more and more proof that you're always looking to strop. But then when you then when you are satisfied, you're like. Okay then, now I'll be happy. I'm always looking to strop. Always looking to strop. Mark's always looking to strop, guys. No. But that, that's the last bit of silly, silly bit of news. And <laughs> so, but interesting, uh, interestingly, if I, like, I'm like that. I'm just going away with words now. If I say random words in like phrase of what he's saying, don't worry, Get I am heat. just losing it. So that's the news section done for this um, for this show. But we want to know. What all you geeks think? Are you getting these stamps for your letters? Are you sending them off? Sending your thoughts? Are you being done with social media as well? <laughs> and just being like, no, I'm going to send letters. We're going to be original. Or are you going to go even further back and start using carrier pigeons? Or go like Harry Potter and what find a, an owl? I don't know, mate. I'm, I'm very sleep deprived at the moment. And it's just, <laughs> words are just coming out. It's nonstop. Um, have you binged? all of umbrella academy are you thinking about starting it we want to hear your thoughts we've got talk to us we've got a facebook discussion group we've got a twitter we do we've got youtube comment section below we want to know 
all your thoughts and all these news stories as well, all the silly ones and the sad ones. What are your thoughts? Get them out there. Say hello. And now <laughs> we're on songs and sponsors, and this first one is Mark's pick. It is. And um, because we've been watching the Umbrella Academy and they've got an amazing <laughs> soundtrack and it was it was actually a really tough choice, but... Between I'm, all the songs they've between got. Between all the, so- <laughs> the songs they had. So I'm probably going to play lots more of Umbrella Academy soundtrack stuff over the next few weeks. But uh, this song I've chosen is a favourite of mine from my childhood. I grew up in the 80s. So this is Goody Two Shoes by Adam Ant. Something inside 
It was a Friday evening, and Joe found himself on the way to the bar. He also found his brother Michael with him, and his friend Eddie. Joe and Michael, but not forgetting Eddie, turned the corner, and the wind fair sandpapered their cheeks. Why, thought Joe, was this enjoyable? Was it perhaps because if he felt his eyes watering and his ears burning cold, he must be alive? Or maybe it was because he liked the wind. It was so bracing. Or was it simply because there was a glass of Beamish with his name written on it that would soon be slipping and sliding down in the lovely warm bar? Answer C, thought Joe, who had always been so good at multiple choice. Beamish Stout, easygoing, easy quality. Raynar's aluminium thinks quality is nothing. Creating smart, energy-efficient windows, doors, and curtain walls is nothing. Delivering comfort, security, reliability, and architectural design is nothing. Because when quality is all you know and means everything, then curiously, it's really nothing. Find out more about Raynar's architectural glazing at discoverquality.co.uk. <laughs> the world 24 hours a day this is Radio International. welcome back to geek of the week the most listened to international uh, international uh, don't try that again yeah, <laughs> fab international fab, fab radio international, international. The most listened to I, uh, internet radio in Europe. I got that right for 18 weeks in a row. And I just it. <laughs> that was uh, that was Goody Two Shoes. What was it? Goody Two Shoes <laughs> by Adamant. I do like Adamant. <laughs> oh, dear. oh, here we go. <laughs> no, we're flubber flubber. But you know what? We don't flubber anymore. <laughs> This is Pull or Pass, the section of the show where we take a look at free comic books that have come out this week, and we say whether we're going to pull on them or pass on them. Now, if you're wondering what do you mean by this word, pull, don't worry, I've got you back. Now, when you go into your local comic book store and you pick up an issue, let's say you've been binging the latest series of The Umbrella Academy, and you see an Umbrella Academy book, could be a one, two, three, four, five, six, who knows? any number on it and you pick it up you put it on the desk the clerk will ask you sometimes most of the time do you want to add this to your pull and you go yeah sure why not maybe blindly saying yes to things like i do all the time i have a collection of gift cards <laughs> and loads of cards i do not need that prove just this but basically what that means is whenever another umbrella academy book comes out a seven eight one billion they'll stick it behind for you um just to keep it nice and safe because you know comics they do go quite a bit we've uh, experienced it this week that sometimes you don't get to get the comics that you, no we <laughs> missed out on two of the comics we wanted to do that you want um and it's sort of like a, it's like a subscription service but less intense less like we need your money it's a direct debit every week where are you why aren't you here? You can come in whenever you want. You can come in every Wednesday when new comic books are. I'd be super keen. First one at the door, like, oh, my comic's here. They are. Yay. 
Yay! Or you can come like once a month, like payday and stuff like that. You know, I tend to do that. It's pretty chill. I think I've been on both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I was in my spider, like, oh my goodness, there's so many spider books, I need to know them all. And there was other books as well, like when Titans was doing its good thing. And Booster Gold was out, like, every week. I was like, buzzing. But none of them are the uh, books this week. In fact, we start, we're going to start this off with a very interesting one. And I love that this book exists. And I love how they're, like, they know it's bonkers. And we're going to talk about Hulk Hulk Vereens by Marvel. Yes, Hulk Vereens. So for those of you who don't know, obviously you've got your Wolverine. You've got your Hulk. So they did, they did a little thing where they just mashed them together. And they did a thing called Weapon H. Yes, Weapon H. H. And it's... There you go, whatever. There's no... It's yeah, H. yeah, but like I spent the whole summer getting dissed for saying H, like how Correctly. we say it. Correct. Yeah, so now anyway. I just now I just do a mismatch. Mm-hmm. Right. No one insult me on how I talk. Okay, it's very it's very hurtful. I'm just with a to help with a H. <laughs> it's hurtful. It's hurtful with a H or a H or a H, wherever you want. But anyway, they combined the two together. So. Ri- if you've not seen this book or you've not seen this character, just Google it. It's incredible. It's the Hulk. It's the Hulk, but with Wolverine claws. It's like, it's, it's so dope. And it's just, it's daft. But that's comics for you. But what did you think of the book, Hulk, Hulk Marines? I didn't think it was dope. I didn't think it was ace. I thought it was a shameless and lazy <laughs> cash-in where they've just melded the two favourite characters. Exactly. I, I just thought it was... Isn't that just the 90s comics, though? <laughs> like, surely. Yeah, maybe it is, but they should be doing better than that. Oh, no. How many know. amalgams can you get away with before it's too many? It's been done to death, and this is just a lazy, shameless cash-in. And I, I was... I, I, I expected it to be bad, and I thought that it was bad. Well, you know what? Like, I was... Before, when this uh, when they uh, announced Weapon H and it was happening and they were combining the two, I had similar thoughts. He was like, oh, this is just another amalgam. But what I will say is they have managed to give the characters an actual development and, like, there is an actual story behind him, which I appreciated. Like, we got we got it at the beginning, like, with him and his family and, like, he's defending his family. Like, um, again, it's sort of like... Um, what. It, one of the best things about the Hulk is his relationship with Bruce Banner, and I feel like they have developed that um, relationship. Uh, it would be great if I could remember the guy's name. It's CC something. I always there's so many comic book characters' names to remember, and this one's just flown off the top of my head. But I did like his um, his protectiveness over his family, and that's how he became angry. And like he was sort of like he got worried because he got a cold, and obviously with the weapon X stuff, he's supposed to be immune to stuff, and he was sneezing, and why he's been volunteered for that program, I sort of did enjoy it. So it's one of them where it is, at first think, oh, this is just an amalgam sort of like cash grab, but like, for me, I got more into it, and I liked a bit at the beginning, uh, like, Park sort of acknowledged that it is crazy, like, yes, we are doing this, this was gonna happen, like, of course, we mix these two together, of course, they're gonna fit this amalgam is going to face the other two. And it's a cool sort of thing in history as well because Wolverine debuted in Hulk. And now, yeah. so, like, it, like I do sort of like that connection. Oh, it. It's a little less forced than some amalgams, in my, in my opinion, anyway. Like, it's no Infinity Warps. Infinity Warps, I will grant, was pretty bad. <laughs> but this, I'm sort of like, okay. And you can sort of, it makes more story sense as well that they would go, you know what, if we want to make a suit, a weapon, why not make what we did with Weapon X and what we did with the gamma radiation stuff with Hulk and put them together like 
it, obviously kids are like kids and comic book fans have thought of that oh my goodness imagine if they mix the two together so maybe a mad scientist would think of that look if if a book like this keeps marvel going because children buy it i'm all for it at children at heart as well <laughs> i just won't enjoy you, it yeah myself. you well yeah it won't be for yourself and that's the that's the thing i think that's important with the comics. art was great by the way yeah it was i wasn't really it? like the art so don't like, get me wrong the, there are some positives in it this. was really cool i just wish sometimes you'd lead with the positives you know the art was excellent <laughs> it was the art was exceptional i think the design of the characters is great um because there is that thing of like yeah. oh it could just be a green Hulk with the claws, but the ma- the way they've like the every little details, yeah, yeah. He it's looks a- great. It's I'll a- give you that. Yeah, um, but yeah, really, like I really enjoyed it. And there's only three issues of this, so I'm probably gonna pull it because we saw Wolverine came in at the end, and they're leading to that fight. So I'm sort of like, you know what? This is just sort of it's one of them. It's like a Fast and the Furious. You know, don't expect too much out of it. It's just going to be a bit of fun. Like, turn your brain off for a bit and just read. And sometimes you need that, I think. Sometimes you just need to be able to, like, switch off and just be like, oh, this is pretty fun. I So it'd be a, pa- it'd be a pull for me. I don't... I don't hate that it exists. I, I quite like that it exists. But there are lots and lots of people who will adore this comic. Yeah. But for me, it wasn't right. It didn't sit... I didn't enjoy it, so it is, unfortunately, a pass. Oh, that's all right. That's your... Now, we did talk about two books that we didn't get to d- pick up this week, but on the plus side, we did get to pick two other books up, and one of those books, I'm really glad, actually, it was a pleasant surprise that we actually managed to pick this up. I was really excited, because I was sort of unaware of it at first, but then I saw the name Mark Millen, and I was like, oh, here we go. Mm. And I was like, Mark will like this as well because it's Image. And it was Sharky the Bounty Hunter. Now, what did you think of this book? Like, I immediately noticed, oh, that's a lot of double pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double page spreads, aren't it? But, I, but I, I'm, I'm a sucker for a double page spread. <laughs> they are pretty good. I do like a double page spread. When they're used effectively, it is nice. Like, oh, hello. I felt that the, the, the artwork, again, Image, it's almost a given, but I felt that the artwork was something pretty special. Yeah, and I really, really, lo- really loved the images. Images and the the colours were fabulous. Yeah, it's over this really cool alien world, sort of like, yeah. like oh. and the species. A, like, oh, it was a little bit shallow, but lots of fun. Yeah, I found yeah, yeah. I get that, that. As, as sci-fi worlds go, it does work for me. Yeah, it definitely does work. Shallow for me. but fun. Yeah. I like that. There's nothing wrong with that. I like that. So I'm going to put that on my Instagram bar. <laughs> is, 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 that, is that to describe me or you or mm. comics or... Uh, we'll go for all three. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I really... I, I enjoyed the main character as well. I mm. sort of... Um, I dug the sort of like... Bount, the Yeah, the law of the bounty hunters in there. Like how sort of like it had been illegal and then they sort of like he's getting finessed with payments and stuff like that and he wants to go out of his way it was yeah it was re- i really dug it and i was like it was one of them it was like a pre- pleasant surprise because like we say this wasn't our first choice for stuff and then as soon as sort of mark mills we, like, we might look at those books if we can get a hold of them yeah yeah oh yeah the other two books we're not going to say them now in case we don't get them we'll, well we hopefully can. Be, we well, can say what we tried <laughs> to get no, just okay, in case, right, just in right, case it doesn't happen whatever you say dear. just in case it doesn't happen because they they're hopefully fingers crossed going to be next week's books yeah actually i may have already put them out on social media you have put them out on social media it's anthem and high level <sighs> 
<laughs> We're going to try and get hold of them and do next them next week, week yes. but no promises. So there you go. But, but, yeah, I was a bit now, about those because I was looking forward. Anyway, I haven't said what I was going to pull or pass on Sharky. Yeah, you're going to pull or pass on it. Well, it's going to be a Netflix thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's made me want to watch the Netflix thing. It's definitely made me want to watch the Netflix thing, but... I don't know, it was a little bit trippy. What would you do if the Netflix thing is really good? Would you go back and pull maybe? maybe? Yeah. It's a little bit tropey, but I quite like tropey telly I more like than I like tropey, tropey comics. comics. That is fair. So it's definitely a pull to watch it on Netflix, and it's a maybe pull on the It's cool, because fa- it's finally twigged to me. It's like, oh, Mark Miller's doing a lot recently, and it's because Netflix have like, bought out or done a licensing with Miller World, and I'm like... Oh, uh, so he's doing more comics so they can go into... Because Miller does that quite a lot. He did it with Kingsman where he'll make a comic, but he treats the comic almost like a screenplay, if that makes sense. Yeah, so he does the can, comic quite, just to make a film. You can kind of tell with this as well. Yeah. But I... Yeah. No, I really dug it. And, like, I can imagine it being a Netflix sci-fi sort of series. So, yeah. I'm looking watch. forward to the TV series. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah. maybe I will return back to the comics if the TV series is good. Yeah. So I, it's technically a pull, but not for the comic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's getting your money somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I liked a lot of companion as well that came at the end, and it was sort of that thing of, like, ah, oh, it's that buddy sort of, like, oh, you know, I've got to be a dad, but I don't want to be a dad sort of father figure role and now interestingly we're going to talk about book it's interesting you mentioned next week because issue two of this is coming out next week so i thought it'd be nice to go back and sort of look at it and also it's very bizarre that this has come out because i swear the second one only just came out um (laughs) but i did see this a couple weeks ago and was like oh maybe we could do this but then didn't so it's good to go back a bit of reflection and do it it's fight club three the first issue. So, yeah. everyone remembers the cult classic film, Fight Club. So, it got a comic book sequel, Fight Club 2. And now that that was really successful, it's by the same writer who did the um, book. Sorry, it was a... F- it was a Pally, uh, yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, it was a book before it was a film. Um, was. But the writer of the book has also wrote a comic with Fight Club 2, and he's done Fight Club 3 now. Um, what do you think... Let's put this into the grand scheme thing. What do you think about Fight Club, the Fight Club sequels being comics rather than books? And what do you think of the book itself, let's say? I think it's a fascinating choice. You um, you don't tend to get that happen very often. But, it, it, you know, um, Ben Aronovich has done some... Um, some um, Rivers of London comic books, and I love those. I, 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 I read the original books first. Yeah, yeah. And th- then they added this ongoing comic book series, which dots shorter stories in between and after and dots yeah, them around yeah. the timeline of the books, and they work really, really well. But I was a huge, huge fan of the Rivers of London books. Anyway, confession time. I might be the only person in the world who thinks that Fight Club's overrated. So oh, no. There probably wasn't the No, no. I think that there are definitely people out there who think Fight Club's overrated. And it's that, it's that funny thing. My, like, my journey with Fight Club was that um, I started studying film in college um, for Americans or non-Brits. I mean... 16 to like the 16 to 18 sort of thing not college is in like 16. sort of yeah so it's yours it's the high school for america the last two years of high school right, right um and i was following all these film sites and all these like film youtubes and stuff like that and 
you know movie reviews to sort of get to um my knowledge a bit better and find out what films i'm like oh it's every college guy's film fight club every college guy's got a poster of fight club and yes i do have a poster of fight club <laughs> because i do fit into that stereotype when i watched it i really did enjoy it and it's is that one of that it is one of those films and there's loads of jokes there's a great college humor sketch where it's like it's the broskers instead of the oscars and it's like best film fight club and it's not even come out like it's it is it is a funny sketch um i'm probably not doing it justice but there is that thing behind it but Behind the sort of fan base is something cool there. I think the the art style, like, because I've always picked up that Fight Club 2 book and the art style in it is great and it sort of, um, it captures the themes of the book and the film a lot more and I think, I think that's why they've gone to comics because the images sort of help enhance it. Yeah, that's it's, fair. It's less of a like, oh, they're lazy, they're just writing it in comics now so they have to write less words. It's more visual and this was very, one thing I really liked about this was how it um interacted with the format so there's this fly that's the on the on the comic yeah. and like when you're flicking through it's like a flies on there and it's like it's, it's, it is sort of that four four breaking sort of like you yeah. know messing with your mind sort of um i was thing. gonna say that that was a massive positive yeah itself. and i think it also helped that i probably read this a bit sleep deprived so it was <laughs> a bit like the unreliable narrator who's now got a name um, it says at the beginning, I can't pronounce it, so there you go. He's still going to be the un- <laughs> um, untitled narrator to me. The, the art is good. The art yeah. is very good. And I think it just, yeah, it complements it. Um, they're going for an interesting interesting story. I probably, what would I pull it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Did you read Fight Club 2? See, I didn't, so I think I'm going to have to read that. What I'll have to be is we'll throw Fight Club 2 on trade-off for both of us. Oh, please, no. <laughs> no, I'll probably just... I've got, like, this, if anything, I put this on here to sort of give me a kick up the butt to say, right, you should probably... You've been talking about reading Fight Club 2. You should probably do it now. So this was a kick up the butt. So I definitely... I'll probably read it. Depending on how long it takes me, uh, we'll determine whether Fight Club 3 is a pull or whether it's going to have to be, like, a trade weight. Um, but, yeah, definitely interested in I'll it. be honest, I wasn't interested in fight club 2 so definitely wasn't interested yeah in fight exactly club 3. like yeah so if you it was <laughs> it would be bizarre if you went you know what i'm not interested in the second one but the third one where i'm missing yeah. crucial bits of story <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah no i did it um enjoyed it yeah the art style and stuff like that it was just didn't even need to know the story can't yeah, even tell yeah, you the, can't the, even tell you much about the story to be honest like, like, the, like the say, impression was mainly the art it, it did get that nasty broken vibe yeah. that the, the fight, fight Club film has. So, yeah. Fight, yeah, yeah. But that's just what we think. What do you fellow geeks think? If you've checked any of these books out, are they on your pull? Did you pass on them? Did you did you read them and pass on them? Or did you just look at them straight out and go, nah, that's a pass. They're bringing out a third Fight Club? What? Um, what else did you pick up this week? Maybe there was some other books. I do want to point out there was someone on Twitter. It was uh, did you pick up high level or anthem. Uh, yeah, did we you, didn't. We didn't. <laughs> did you out. pick our book up? <laughs> yeah, have you got my copy? We probably should have already put it on our pull because you can also do that. If you know something's coming out, you can tell a retailer no, to put it on your pull. So we're gonna probably have to start doing that. <laughs> forward, forward, forward thinking might start doing that. Um. <laughs> But yeah, where was I going with that? Yeah, so uh, what was on your pull this week? Uh, oh, want to shout out, there was, um, 
I don't want to, I won't, I can't really put up the name yet because I'd have to do all this searching. But there was a retailer who mentioned that there was only nine books out by DC this week, which is mm, that's bizarre. Fair. And he was saying how, like, it's really hard because the big two are Marvel and DC. And to make a business selling this stuff when the big two are only, like, one of the big two's only giving out nine books. Now, this didn't include Vertigo and some of the um, sort of minor other. Um, sort of companies they've got under the DC umbrella, but apparently that only added six more, and it just, it does make you think, now there are sort of dry weeks with comics, but should, should comic, like, you don't want to force comics out, but you should sort of be supporting businesses, like, in a way. Maybe that's, Mm. that's also a topic. If you want to talk about that, if you saw that tweet, or you're just hearing me blabble about it now, and you're thinking, actually, that's a very good point. I noticed there wasn't much DC on my poll this week. And the stuff that was on the pool got... We didn't get a take. No. Sorry, high level. There will be a time for you. Oh, it's just sad. But yeah, we want to know your thoughts. <laughs> Facebook group, we've got there. We've got Twitter. Comment section below Tumblr. on YouTube. Tumblr. Loves Tumblr, this guy. Tumblr. If you want to say, if you want to send a letter with a Marvel stamp, <laughs> you can do that. Carry yeah, a vision. Any, any, <laughs> anyway, just send it anywhere. Message in a bottle, but with a stamp on. so so now it's time for songs and sponsors and like mark said before and like i mentioned in the news um this oh this is my pick um and again from the umbrella academy i think there's a bit of a theme going on here mark and uh, it's deliberate i didn't know no we actually did which is really this is really funny i was tempted to play more my chemical romance but i was like as soon as queen got played i was like and the fact the cool fight scene with five happened i was like yeah i'm defo playing this song there's like no doubt um now mark we've recently gone for two hours and sometimes you try and stop me from talking but guess Uh, what I forgot what the name of the song is, and that was going to be a really good segue, apart from the fact... Ha! Uh, <laughs> You're a ridiculous... Don't stop human. me now, was uh. meant to be the thing. Oh, that was the promise of a good segue. But yeah, here's Don't Stop Me Now by Queen from the Umbrella Academy. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time, I feel alive. I am a 
and get that mini fist pump feeling. Hey, look alive! Everything lights up, makes you want to shout. Talk about happiness, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Nobody won't bring you happiness, but we know who will. Come on now, smile, get happy. Welcome back to Geek of the Week. That was Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Woo-hoo! So, I don't know what that was, but yeah. A good song. It was a brilliant song, and I flubbed the... Uh, yeah, the segue was rubbish. I flubbed the segue, but should I try again? No. Just, should, just I'm going to try again. Just play the trade-off. Now that, we're, now that we're two hours. Just play the trade-off. <laughs> Whenever we're talking, guys, okay, Mark's always trying to rush me on, and I always say... Don't stop me now. And that would have been good at the right time. It would have been good, right? Just play the trailer. Maybe I could maybe. edit in going, yeah, I'm not going to. Instead, I'm going to play this. It's trade-off. Where did we decide we were getting our comics from? <laughs> because it wasn't the loft. Probably the bookcase. I keep mine on a bookcase. <laughs> keep mine uh, here, there, and everywhere. Be like, I'll be walking around the house and go, oh, there's where that trade is. Okay, here we go. Oh, I was reading that. Why is there a bookmark there? There's a bookmark in my pasta. Um, but yeah. What? <laughs> so this is trade-off. This is the uh, section of the show where we get a trade paperback. And just to describe it a bit better than that, because that was awful, uh, Mark and I have very different tastes when it comes to comic books. We uh, do. I'm very child, uh, child-centered, childlike, family innocent. Friendly. Family-friendly is a very polite word to say. Marvel, DC, uh, Archie, IDW, all those sort of like happy-go-lucky stuff. Mark's more into like sci-fi, horror. Um, now, I, now. A sort of like Venn diagram meets sort of with the sci-fi, but as soon as it that sci-fi creeps closer and closer to the horror, that's where I get more and more afraid. The closest I've come to like stepping into horror, um, away from trade-off, is like Archie horror. Um, but with trade-off, um, Mark's been giving me more and more horror. So yeah, yeah. The way trade-off works is 
Each week, we give each other a trade. Um, typically, it's something the other person wouldn't read, or it's something that the person was thinking about reading. Yeah. But then we finally got them to go and read it, and that's the case um, for this week. So Mark gave me a book, and do you want to do the intro of what the well, book I was? I gave you Ringside, and um, we're both wrestling fans, and this is a comic book about wrestling. Yeah. When I bought this, I just spotted it on a certain online store you can say if you want tut amazon naughty boy amazon oh no it's, it's fine we've got an amazon affiliated link yeah. so if you want to spot this uh, oh. book as well go ahead, click on our amazon but no i spotted it on amazon just because it appeared because of like my, one of my history on yeah. yeah as a suggestion and i was like a wrestling um, comic book oh my goodness a mix of the two well it's like, like I said before, it's been one of them, like, you, I think you told me about this yeah. or something, and I was like, wow, yeah, I kind of want to get, kind of want to get this, and it's funny, because I think at the time, now, we always say we trade off that, um, like, we lend each other books, and we do, we, we do most of the time, but I think yours was out at the moment, and then I was like, dude, I'd lent it to someone, yes, yeah. and I was like, dude, I want to, I want to own this book anyway, so I'll buy it, so, te- mm. like, I'm still counting it as a trade off, and it is, it's nice. You mentioned that we're both wrestling fans. Wrestling's actually how me and Mark met. Like, Mark and I met. See, I did my corrected. So, this is sort of like an origin story. This is sort of like our origin story. And I feel like we will... De- Don't worry, guys. We're going to delve more into the book. But just sort of want to say, like... Because it, it is a meaningful meaningful book. Like, it is. Mark and I met through uh, wrestling training. Like, we're both training to be wrestlers. Obviously, Mark's mentioned in the past that he's a commentator. So, you were commentating at the time, weren't you, at training? And then you yeah. sort of... Um, yeah, then you sort of you came into uh, Future Shock Training, didn't you? Uh, yeah, that's based right. at, Based in Manchester. It's now split off into two different um, things. And you met a young, impressionable Fraser who's not really changed much. Maybe yeah. maybe got a bit taller. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think um, let me think. It's like six years that we've known each other. Yeah, there, it's roughly. been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while. There's been road trip journeys and then... Just nerded out massively. It is, and got it? on pretty much from day one. It's it's incredible as well, because it's one of them, like, the first thing we got on with was, I feel like, that whole, like, wrestling and stuff like that. And then we sort of had that whole thing where we sort of have, like, we both sort of have a Peter Pan complex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mine is looking more and more <laughs> precarious by the day. And then it was forties creep on. And then it was one of them. It's like um, I think we just randomly started talking about comic books one day or s- something, and then just never stopped. <laughs> and was like, and then when it was time to bring the radio show back to Manchester, like when I came back from uni, I was like, oh Mark, do you, like, do you want to do this? And you're like, oh, I might do some guests. And then we did like one show, and you're like, yeah, no, dude, I'm like in yeah. on this, and it's. It's lovely that wrestling and comics has brought us together, and the, the fact that this is one book. This is like, this is our book, Mark. Yeah, this is our. It does this is a, a book. little bit like that, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? And I will say because we've both been in that world. World, um, you a bit more so because I sort of like dipped in and out with uni. I'm trying to get back into it now. Um, I think this book really hits you hard because there are some hardships out there. Like the business yeah. is kind of cru- it's, kind it's, of cruel. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy to be involved in, and you, your 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 highs are all uh, your uh, highs uh, are uh, super uh, high, like yeah. incredible. But the like, lows are just so painful, and I, I guess working for yourself in any industry can be like that. Yeah. But you're working for yourself 
at the same time as lots and lots and lots of other people are working for themselves in the same role. It is ultra competitive. And you're all in the same world as well. And I feel like there's no escape. And you've got to work together in that world as well. Yep. Like, it's like, if you don't get on with one of your co-workers, it's fine. You know what I mean? You're like, you're probably like, oh, we didn't send this important email. It's like, that's all right. But if you don't get on with your co-worker, yeah, he dropped me on my head and now I'm paralyzed. Um, I think he may have done it. On, like, you know, there's that a bit. That doesn't happen, by the way. It doesn't happen. But you, do you know what I mean? There's like a sort of all like, he stiffed me a bit and now like I'm a bit sore and I have to like I have to go into work or whatever but yeah it, and the fact that this book says this is incredible but I do like our like the main character but what I do like is they didn't just focus on because um, I thought this was book was going to be very much like the rest of the film yeah it does start a little bit it like starts with like... that but then they they've got a story within it as well about the sort of the crime and stuff and how he's like yeah. you've never done anything real and now he's in real fights and he's like there's real issues coming out of that I really I really dig dug, dig that and it's important to note that this is uh, we're in February this is part of our LGBT month um, and we've got some gay representation there, which I thought was good as well. And the way they sort of... It wasn't one of them where they made a big thing about it. Like, one of the characters was a bit shy about it, said partner, and he was just like, dude, just say it. And he was like, oh, it's my boyfriend. And it was like, that was it then. You know what I mean? It wasn't a big... Um, as a wrestling fan who's gay, yeah. that really was something that was pretty special to me. And I didn't know that there was um, a gay storyline in this book when I yeah. bought it. Like I say, I just bought it because it was a wrestling, a wrestling comic book. Yeah, and yeah. There's, there's, there really aren't that many of us. No, it is. <laughs> and um, I just... My, my concern about this book is, who's it for? Mm. Will it put off a lot of wrestling fans because there's a gay storyline in it? Is it? I, I would hope Will it not. put off a lot of gay people because they're not particularly interested in wrestling who's yeah. it for it's 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 continued to run it's in like it's third trade now definitely but, for us too i think <laughs> but no yeah i'll let you carry on with you but i'll let you carry on with you very well made point sorry it seems... just to derail you well, you're not gay well yeah but... you're technically lgbt I, right I, yeah i like representation yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah i'm glad that people are buying it yeah. I just, just wonder who it is, to be honest with you. You know what, though? I will, like, that same character, though, I resonate with him with because he's, you know, he's doing a great job, but he's never getting that star sort of thing. And I feel like that was, that was always me. Like, I was always putting in all this hard work and stuff like that, and I'd go to training all the time, and I'd be like, not the crash test stomach, but I'd always be the, like, the student that the, um, the teacher would go to and stuff like that and it's like using me for examples and like someone who I, I like I really appreciated put a lot of trust in but then when it came to show times it was completely different and it was one of them I think it's same with this character it's like you've not got the star look or whatever and it's mm. if you looked at me you wouldn't think oh yeah professional wrestler like so it's fair um you might think Spider-Man though because that happens on the weekends um <laughs> but there is that it is that things yeah someone ah, did that there once. you go uh, Marvel did a cease and desist <laughs> that actually true Spidey did it as well in uh, in the films and in the comic books as well that's a really cool thing from the comics uh, but anyway Sp <laughs> Spider Man and wrestling there you go <laughs> there you go I was gonna say is that too much of a tangent but it's not too bad no, um, it wasn't quite a tornado it wasn't quite a tornado it was uh, it was gathering up some wind but yeah no I really did I really enjoyed this because again. It explored the wrestling world because it wasn't just an American-based one. The lead character was in Japan, like doing the mm. um, 
doing a training school there and they sort of marked it and each end even though even if it was about the crime story had something about wrestling in it so it's like oh being retired on like the last page of the trade is then you make a comeback and it's like that's the one of the big things about wrestling is people even making a comeback or it's part of a match um, when a good guy comes back uh, after being beat up by the bad guy did you think that some of the characters look suspiciously like real wrestlers? real wrestlers I thought exactly that Hayes Ex- <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was ex- exactly like in the wrestler I was yeah. like I saw that because it's like there's a load of talent relation guys and I'm like oh, okay and it was like I was shocked we didn't see a blatant Vincent came at man like yeah, but Michael Hayes was blessed. Michael Hayes was a big like oh okay and if you're not into the wrestling world if you're like hey bring it back to comics Michael Hayes is like, like uh, he's talent relations and he's he or... he's, he's a former tag team champion who now works behind the scenes yeah yeah there's a lot of like a lot of wrestlers when once they're done they'll go back into the they'll go they'll stay in the world of wrestling but it'll be more like training stuff like that and our main character in this does that yeah. but sees that at, no, not our main character. One of our main characters, not the lead, um, gets a job as like someone helping out, and he sees that as the end of the world because it's like, oh no, it's the end of the career. I've been shelved, uh, which is like it's interesting. And that's the interesting thing is all three characters, all three of the quote unquote main characters I can think of anyway, have their own individual stories, and they all come from different sides of wrestling and mm. life, really, because one of them is focused on that crime thing. And yeah, I enjoyed that dynamic and now you've got me thinking who is this book for for me definitely for us though for me right the the whole wrestling thing is so well represented so well represent represented it's um there's a a, a lot of the characters resonate and I, I feel that flawed desperate ambitious real people in a fake world That's, is so yeah. well done that it I found it a little bit creepy and too, too honest, real. <laughs> having been in that industry, we've both seen that, exactly. and it was done so well. And I wonder again, I'm probably been how a part many people well. have been in the industry rather than been fans, and how many people would truly get that? I, I, I'll be a, honest, it's a peculiar, peculiar book. Who's it for? I think there's a lot more people like that. I just want to say, I don't know the exact quote, but I've decided that's going to be my new uh, Instagram bio. I think it was like ambitious something, something. Uh, Flawed, but... desperate, ambitious, real people in a fake world. Yeah, that's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I'd written that in that's, there. That's so gonna... I didn't just come up with oh, that yeah. on the floor. I was going to say, that's brilliant. Um, but that might be my new um, <laughs> Instagram bio instead of what we said before. Previously <laughs> 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 on the show. Um... <laughs> Oh, no, I had a good point. I'll be honest, I think, um, again, being in that world, I think there are fans like that. There are fans who have given it a go, especially more now. It feels more like advertised, obviously, because especially in the UK, because we've got the world of sport. We've got the UK um, in WWE, UK WWE. NXT UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's The indies are more prevalent and stuff like that. I feel like there are there are fans out there like that. Um, there's a wrestling show on Fab Radio. Yeah, yeah, there's a... Every yeah. Thursday. Exactly, there you go. Nice little book for you there, mate. And if you're listening, do you want to do a crossover? Because I think that'd be really good. We could talk about Ringside. WWE actually have their own comic book. Um, they do. We could a lot talk... of it's written, done by um, Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, it? yeah. And we could even talk about, like, super hit, like, WWE character, WWE wrestlers who've gone into um, superhero stuff. Like, Macho Man Randy Savage was bone sore in Spider-Man, which was 
brilliant. And then obviously Dave Batista with Drax, CM Punk wrote comics. So there's I, connections I, I'm there. I'm calling Tangent Tornado, by yeah. the way. But I just want to say, um, last point, unless you've got anything else to add, I recently just watched this video. It was on YouTube. Oh, who was it? It was like Now Geek or something like that. But this guy was very, this presenter was very excited because he finally got to be able to talk about um, wrestling because they usually talk about like comics and stuff like that and geek culture in general. But it was saying why more geeks should be into comics because it should be into wrestling. Because wrestling has got... It's got those characters that you see in comics. Like the superheroes, the ones who stand for justice. It's always good versus evil most of the time. The fight scenes and stuff like that. So there is there is that close connection. And I'm... Int- I'm, I'm quite... I'm not... I'm trying to think of the right word. I'm surprised there's not more of it. And I'm surprised there's not more... And just to go on to the film sort of more tangent, that there aren't more films based off it or just more stories based off the the real side, let's say, of wrestling or the backstage side of wrestling because obviously you've got your Rocky films and stuff like that and there's been boxing comic books. But there is, I feel like there is a world to explore behind mm. the scenes of wrestling and this book does it great and I'd love to see more do it as well. It might just be, again, this book might just be us two, and it might just be us two wanting to see more of that. But <laughs> Maybe a little. But yeah, no, definitely enjoyed it. And if you uh, fellow geeks have checked out Ringside, if you're a wrestling fan and a comic book fan and you haven't, definitely recommend it. And if you... I'd like to if, give it to a non-wrestling, a non-wrestling fan. fan. See how they it would also, it. Yeah, actually. If you're a, a lot of if non-wrestling you're a, fans like the wrestler, the film. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. That. It, nearly got, it got some Oscar buzz as well. Mm. So it would be cool. Yeah. If you're a non-wrestling fan or you've, like, dipped your toes in, like, in wrestling but you're super into comic books, maybe it'd be interesting to get your opinion because, like I say, we are deep into that world so it might be interesting to get another perspective. But we want all the perspectives. We do. <laughs> oh. So, like we always say, we're on Facebook. We've got a nice little discussion group there. Uh, always friendly groups of people there giving little opinions and whatnot. We've got Twitter. You know how that works. You know you can at us and all that jazz. We've got... What have we got, Mark? Your favourite. We've got Tumblr. We've got the YouTube comments below. Um, If you want to get a letter and stick a Marvel stamp on it, (laughs) you can do that. (laughs) I would be very much... I would very much enjoy a letter with a stamp. still not having my address. (laughs) But yeah, so that's uh, that's trade-off for this week. And now... We're on to songs and sponsors, which is probably going to have uh, <laughs> probably going to have some more Umbrella Academy. It is. But it's also going to have a song that's not an Umbrella Academy because it's time for something old and something new, which is Mark's very special music section. Yeah, uh, something old, something new. It's um, a new section now we've gone two hours. I play a new song after I've played an old song. And basically, the old song is a song we've already played on the show, and the new song is a song we haven't. So the first song we're playing is Army of Me by Bjork, because I liked yes. that <laughs> and it was Liked the, playing it. And it, was off, and it was off the Crazy Tank Girl film, which I really liked and very few other people did. Which tanked. But it did indeed tank. Oy. And then afterwards, we are having Blood Like Lemonade by Mork Chiba, which was... On the Umbrella Academy TV show. 
www.fabradiointernational.com Do you like foreigners? And you're angry with the world? Then come to Barry's Kingdom of Foreigners. We have every foreigner you need to blame for something. Small foreigners, medium foreigners, large foreigners, extra large foreigners. Check out our spring offer of slap the Frenchman in the face twice and receive a free kick in the balls to any German tourist of your choosing. Bring the kids. We have The Hills of Ice Part 2 on DVD. Barry's Kingdom of Foreigners, just off Junction 14 on the M62 behind Ikea and next to Barry's Kingdom of Explosions and Bernie's Big Hot Dogs. Children and This is Mark, one of your co-hosts for Geek of the Week on Fab Radio. When I'm not reading comics, or talking about comics on the radio, I'm a humanist wedding celebrant. Humanists are people who don't have any religious faith and live life ethically, logically, and to the absolute full, because we believe that this is the only life we have. A celebrant is someone who can perform a non-religious wedding ceremony. I am accredited by Humanism UK and specialise in writing and presenting bespoke wedding ceremonies to suit any couple. If you want a completely unique wedding tailored to you and your partner that will make your special day even more perfect, then a humanist ceremony conducted by me is what you're looking for. I can cater for any ceremony that you might want, from a traditional style, to a wedding on a clifftop, to a wedding as far out and geeky as you can possibly imagine. For more information, visit my website humanist.org.uk forward slash Mark Adams or email me on mark.adams at humanistceremonies.org.uk Quote Geek of the Week FAB for a 10% discount on my usual fee. Music by audionautics.com Yeah. 
To Geek of the Week, that was Army of Me by Bjork and Blood Like Lemonade by Morchiba. Now, it's a great song, isn't it? It really was a good song, and you know what? Like <laughs> great soundtrack by uh, just great soundtrack by Umbrella Academy. Uh, thank you, thank you more. for the music. <laughs> thank you for the music for this show. <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be. Uh, more. Well, at least this issue, you know, it might let, um, go on for a couple more <laughs> weeks. <laughs> it's just fueled us, and it's like, oh, well, what could I play this week? Oh, I'll just watch an episode. I'll watch an episode of uh, Umbrella Academy, and then whatever plays that week or something makes a change of me just playing Spider Man. <laughs> Songs either from Spider-Man or theme songs. Um, now, I know what you're thinking. You guys are still talking, but we've had news, we've had pull or pass, and we've had trade-off. What more could we talk about? Well, that's What beauty. could we do? That's the beauty of having a two-hour show, is we can add little bits, we can bring back exactly. comics compared if we want, we can have a special guest on if we want. He just, he, he brought... You just yeah, you have to say it. You know when well. you know when someone says like an ex or something or like someone you lost. You you brought back comments. Compared oh, I'm sorry, but we we we've also, we this is a new segment. Exactly. Tell them about we've the got, new segment, Fraser. So this is this is gonna it's the, gonna be occasional. Our fourth set. So the fourth segment of this show is always going to be an occasional one. It's always going to change and alternate. But this one is very exciting. This one is called messages from the multiverse and. How prepared are we? We've already got a jingle for it, so... Have we? Here we go. Now, we can't reach you at Geek of the Week, so we're going to need you to leave a message. So this is Messages from the Multiverse. This is the <laughs> first segment. Now I may have to work on that intro. I did not know that we had that <laughs> intro. And um, I just looked at him and I was like, what are you on? But I, I like it. Keep and it. It's good, isn't it? It's like I a like phone, it. you know, the Deadpool sort like of thing. It. Yeah, like it works. It. Right? Good work, Fraser. So, well, I'll give you that one. 
<laughs> so the way messages from the multiverse is going to work, like we constantly mention any time we can do, we've got the Facebook discussion group, we've got Twitter, we've got Tumblr, we've got YouTube comments below. And basically we're sort of going to bring like a to- topic up on sort of all of them, try and spread it out. So if you follow us on one or all of them, you can sort of, you know, voice your opinion. Yeah, you vo- voice your opinion on it. So it'll be a topic, we'll sort of... Um, It'll be one that's, yeah, really deep, deep in discussion, all about personal experiences and just getting different perspectives because we I do really enjoy this show. Um, and I like, because Mark and I, again, we sort of clash sometimes. We do. Because we've got different opinions. But I, love but I think do, that's, yeah. but we still, yeah, we still get on as well. And I think that's what makes this show interesting. So getting more opinions just makes it even more interesting. And I hope that this part of the show does exactly that now the topic we're talking about now is we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when we talked about free comic book day mark um gave us a very lovely story about the first time he went into a comic book and it sort of stemmed comic book store comic book store yeah <laughs> oh my goodness could you imagine if you went inside a comic book be like jumanji <gasps> but better that'd be epic well gwen there is a uh, gwenpool sort of that sort of thing but oh my goodness what comic would you maybe that could be the question next time what comic book would you like to go into not outcast. Not a- <laughs> No. But that's not the question we're doing now. So the question we reached out um, on all those different platforms we mentioned before, all those different social mediums, was we wanted to get to know people's first times at the comic book store. And Mark's got two he's going to start off with. Um, this right. is from our Twitter and Facebook. Before we start, your choice of hashtag was a... Bit, bit yeah, bit in every hashtag my, my first time, time. and then Which... dot 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 hashtag at a comic book store. Yeah, I I, I preferred my other one, which was um, hashtag my first journey into an unknown world. No, or like my journey into an unknown world. That was too long, but my first time was was potentially cataclysmic. So let's it move could, on. From it could that. be yeah. I think I've been reading too much Sex Criminals. So it might be Sex Criminals <laughs> is brilliant though, which is coming on trade off soon. <laughs> Oh, sorry, spoilers. Carry on. <laughs> oh, nobody likes spoilers. I'm sorry. But no, I've got um, the first one up is a former presenter of this show back when you did it in Aberystwyth on the student radio. Uh-huh. We've got um, we've got Jacob, and he tells us that um, uh, he was bought two cable comics by a friend, and they were from the 90s, and he said they get more money the older they are. So he never opened the bag or read them. <laughs> and then... And then he bought Uncanny X-Men, Volume 1, five years later. Five years later. So he, so he, <laughs> Bit of a dime, but... So he never actually made any money from those cable comics <laughs> and ended up spending probably <laughs> astronomical amounts, because I know I do for the show. So astronomical amounts on comics since, just because someone gave him two copies well, of cable. Well, uh, being, being his flatmate, um, we both spent a lot of money on comics. Yeah. We did not help one another. We were both enablers. But it is, it's one of those things, and I think it's funny enough, actually, because Jacob, um, we went to a comic book store once, and he actually, he's, it's a very similar story. He bought me a first issue, I think it was like Clones Conspiracy, one of the recent Spider-Man stories, and that got me back reading, like, Spider-Man in single-issue form. I was like, oh, why, Jacob, why? And then I got, like, the whole story, and I was like, no, I'm going to keep going. Um, but it is, like, that's a cool, interesting way. I feel like... Sometimes, if you're one of them and you're trying to get your, your friends are always like down to watch the films and TVs with you, and you just want them to read comics, just get them a comic. That's all you need, just one comic. It's just, just a it little, get, a good it's a little gateway. Yeah, don't be giving them like how like 
I know how the duck can be quite no, good. Don't, don't be giving them Hulk Depends. No, it, it depends what they're into. Really. Yeah, it's true. Actually, to be fair, any comic can appeal to anyone, really. So, yeah, as long as you get the right them and know them. I mean, come on, someone tried getting me into anime once and started me off with Bleach. Do you mean manga? No, like anime. Oh, the actual anime. Anime. And they started me off with Bleach, which if you watch anime... It's very intense and stuff like that. And one of my other friends, who's actually successfully got me into anime, was like, why did they start you off with Bleach? And I was like, I have no clue, because now like, I'm watching different ones. It's like, yeah, it makes more sense. I that... think I'd probably start people off with Attack on Titan yeah. for anime. What and, would... and manga, to be what honest. What would be you. your like go-to comic book to suggest to someone or to maybe give to someone? Um, ooh, I'll... Let me have a think and I'll get back to you. I was going to say, is it it'll be something imagey, but yeah. um, See, right, let me have a think. I think mine it's is. It's Swamp Thing. Alan Swamp Thing, yeah. run on Swamp Thing. Yeah. Mine's. Uh, mine's uh, surprise, surprise, it's probably a Spider Man book. It'll be most of the time, though, because a lot of people I talk about, obviously, they know that I'm Spider Man obsessed. Well, just Spidey obsessed. You are. So they'll talk to me about that and they'll always talk about, like, we always talk about the cartoons because that's how I got into it was the cartoons and stuff like that. All the films, obviously, we like Tom Holland now and Tobey Maguire back then. And Andrew Garfield did his bit as well. Um, but they'll talk about that. So I always sort of suggest the ultimate comics. That would always be my sort of uh, thing to go to. And it's. It's funny this story actually because he mentions um, Cable, who's a time traveling, a time traveling um, character, and he, and, he, and he does the whole like he talks about the whole thing about the importance over time. They get more and more expensive, and they get more and more value. And I was like, "So time travels all the books?" <laughs> I'm not sure that's true. I no, I don't think those issues with think, Cable aren't well, worth it. Well, that's the thing, and that was. The impression in the 90s was because um, action comics and stuff like that, these big, like, first issues were making serious money. You can still get a load of money from now for, like, rare things. People in the 90s just collected comics as in collect, like, just collected them for the sake of collecting them, mm. not even buying them or buying an extra issue. And the sorry, guys, they weren't worth it. <laughs> but if they get you into comics, then I guess it is sort of worth it in the end. And then you've got a second one, and this one's from Facebook. The first one's from Twitter. I have. Uh, uh, it's Benjamin Linney, and he said that um, it was a dark and dingy shot, <laughs> but he went and got lots of Judge Dredd comics, which is great. Yeah. And right up your alley, that. Then his mum made him throw them out. <sighs> and I, I mourn the loss of the Judge Dredd. 2008, he should not be destroyed. <laughs> But no, it is. It's so one of those. That's a sad story. It is. You know what? There's a lot. There's quite a few. I will admit, this section is uh, this question brought up a lot of sad and nice stories. See, my, my my original story. Yours was nice. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, we were hoping for all positive, but throwing away Judge Dredd. We got a mixed travesty. Bags. I know. And this sort of dark thingy. That sort of. I don't know, there's some stereotypes with comic books and the comic book stores and they're all going to be explored with the ones we talk about. But this one's a big one, it's that dark, dingy room and it's just sort of like, it isn't really inviting, is it? But there are there are comic book stores and I feel like they're the ones I always go to when it's like bright lit up and it's nice and there's someone nice behind the desk. Now, mm. we did... Um, I am a part of the Planet Broadcasting Great Mates group, and uh, it's basically there's a load of podcasts in Australia, and they have like a little group sort of thing, and it's a great place for discussions as well. So I sort of threw it up in there as well because I was sort of interested to get 
international uh, things. Um, and there was one, uh, Ronan Kelly. I hope he's ha- happy. Me, I hope they're all happy me saying the name. I mean, I did put it out there on the comments, and some people seem to like it and be okay with it. Um, but he was saying how comic book stores aren't really a thing where he's from, um, and he don't think he's ever stepped into one that's you know your typical one you see in the films, oh, the stacks that's of comics, like the um, what what film is it? Do, 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 do. The film that has let's let, let, let's just go with the like, green big bang theory no the green the green suit do you know what i mean what the green suit what's well, his name don't matter it'll come to me later um but yeah he's just, most of the ones he's gone to have been filled like filled with merchandise and big omnibuses and movie tie-ins and i guess there are more and more of that because that's the order they're going isn't it no, they, they've got to make a book and the the like we said in Pull or Pass, there was nine uh, DC comics out this week. You've got to find a way to make your money. And if it is these omnibuses and the merchandise, Pops. I see Pops everywhere. Oh, I don't like Pops. Not a fan of Pops. No. Like One of them, because I know like as soon as I buy one, I would have them all. Kick-Ass was the name of it. Uh, Sorry. It's Kick-Ass. Uh, <laughs> but I know if I had one Pop, I'd have them all. So it's... I don't know, it is kind of sad. Like, I think I was very fortunate that I had a local comic book store in, in Aberystwyth where I went to Union. It was kind of a nice experience. It, like, perked me Wednesday up, definitely. Um, get another, let's get another one up. So, this is Douglas Bennett Greenwood, uh, again from Planet Broadcasting, great mates. And he says, I'm just making sure I'm not stealing marks here. I'm not stealing marks, it's all good. <laughs> the first time I walked into a comic book store, it was a hybrid of a comic book and gaming center. I saw a group of kids from my school who had a reputation of being violent and rude, and I promptly left. Oh, that's a shame. It's really, like, it, like, <sighs> yeah. That again, it's one of these. There was a couple that are, were quite sad, and it's like just those barriers that are there. Um, obviously, the comic books are there couldn't help the fact that um, there are violent kids being in there. But there is again, comic book stores aren't just comic book stores anymore. They are sort of you get no. these hybrids with gaming centers. Yeah, the comic book store I go to is I, I buy my board games from there. Yeah, well. I'm, yeah. I'm really into board games, so um, yeah, I, I get my board games and my comics from the same place. That's what it's yeah. a geek shop. Really. It is, yeah, and that's that's more and more becoming it, and more and more using less of the name comic book store. They'll do like a geek store, or they'll do like something something nest or something like they'll they'll find a name that sort of like doesn't just limit them to comics but makes them be able to do more like the yeah the store I went to in back in Aberystwyth became more and more games because that was just making them more money towards end but there was comics there Um, we've got a fun fact as well Richard Ryder put the owner of Comic Kingdom in Sydney inspired comic book uh, comic book fat guy from um, The Simpsons. Amazing. Because a lot of these experiences and a lot of what I thought my experience would be would be The Simpsons. You know when you go in and you see the comic book guy? I thought that was going to be it. So do you want to... Uh, you've got two as well from the Planet Broadcasting groups. Do you want to give them a whirl? Yeah, next up, you give me the one with the name that I might mispronounce, unfortunately. <laughs> That's why I did uh, it. <laughs> Kuima, or K-U-I-M-A, Kuma Lewis, and uh, says, I think the first time I went to a comic book store, I walked in, looked around a bit, 
saw the price tags, thought, good grief, I'm so broke, <laughs> and walked out. And th- that's, th- us, that's us on when we go to pick up our pull. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it is these days. But the, that, that, that's the thing about... Uh, th- this is uh, this is a hobby, for want of a better word. Yeah. And hobbies are expensive. You could do exactly the same by walking into a games workshop. You could yeah. do exactly the same by walking into, I don't know, a shop that sells air mo- uh, model, model aeroplanes that you make from scratch. To an outsider, yeah, it is going to be pricey. You you look at a comic book that's going to cost you £3.99 and you think, what could I get for £3? That's a pint. And that's one part of the story as well because I think the reason why comic book stores are dipping more and more and um, on like, just single issues is because you can get a trade for like £8, £10 and that's six single issues, so that's six yeah. lots of four. And it's in one big bolt thing. You don't have to keep collecting. There's not that hassle of going back in every week. And there's a reason why trades are popular. Yeah, exactly. But Marvel tried to, like... Marvel tried to fight back with this. And what they would do is... I remember, because I loved it. Whenever you got an issue, you also got a digital copy of another comic... So it made it more incisive, like, you pick up the book that you know you want to read and you might check out an old book. It was really cool. I got to check out a load of books I didn't get to. But then people were moaning. I think owners were owning because it's like, oh, but then they're not going to buy that book. And it's like, yeah, but they were doing digital books that no one was buying anyway. And it it was working. And now it's... Now it's a flawed system because you you get the digital copy with the physical copy, and it's like if you've already got the physical copy, what do you need the digital copy for? Exactly. Mm. Mm, yeah, but yeah, no, there is a very much feeling of uh, when you get your poll, you're like, ah, yeah, I'm broke. But then you read the comics and you get slightly more happier. <laughs> well, but yeah, who needs money when you've got comics? Exactly. And it's the same for any hobby, is. And it? it is again just to hearken on the Amazon thing. Sometimes I find myself doing this, and I feel really bad. Even when, like, if I'm picking up a trade from a comic uh, uh, from a comic book store, I'll look at the price at the comic book store and then flick on my phone and just check a bit of Amazon, which you shouldn't do. I've been doing it less and less, trying to support local comic book stores, especially the one where you go to in Manchester, because they're very nice. They are. Do you want to go on to the next person? This is my last one. I've got um, Ben Newland, uh, who says, when I was about 15 or 16, he was condescendingly told by a clerk that it's pronounced manga, not manga. And his reply was, I don't care, because I don't read that anyway. (laughs) And why, when you're in such a niche market, why, why would, would someone you do, behave why would you, like why that? Why would you try and pull it away? And it is, it's that thing I'm talking about with uh, the comic book guy. And we've got another one with yeah. Rochelle Atcliffe, who says my first comic book store experience was a comic book guy. I was 15 and it was awful. He was sexist and neckbeardy. And me and my then girlfriend, uh, we were very mad. The next time, but luckily... The next time was better because she got a signed sketch of Rorschach done before her eyes by David Gibson. How sick's that? Um, but yeah, so it's it is it's that horrible thing. I'm glad that Rochelle went back though and yeah. managed to get a good experience. But it is like, why would you? You it's difficult at that business alone. Why would you make it harder for yourself? This whole section, I expected it to be full of positive, nice, likable yeah. stories, and unfortunately, it's not. And it seems that. Well, 
I'll tell you what, I'll finish. We've got two more. We'll Quickly, do, we need to time. I'll do. Tell the good ones. I'll t- uh, this is a good one, and then we've got a funny one. So Josh Moore goes, I went in and met the dude that ran uh, that ran the store because I was after Alan Moore's Swamp Rings run. Funny that you mentioned that, isn't it? He didn't have it, but then they got chatting, and they ended up, so he ended up spending like £40 a fortnight in there for about two years, and then they chatted all the time, played online quizzes, and generally had a great laugh. I recommended loads of stuff and became friends and nice. me and Jacob did that with um, Robin who owned the comic book store near us and there is that thing of like if the person is approachable to you you can become friends because Ooh. it is a niche market and what again it's like it's a hobby that is niche so you will find people and you can talk to people it's great now here's a funny one and it, this has definitely almost happened to me and it comes full circle because it's talking about free comic book day Michael Flack um talks about how he went in for free comic book day uh, when it was a new concept and thought that he could take any comic from the, from the thing and the owner shouted at, shouted at him that he had to put it back. Oh dear. And there's some other people who have commented that thought that was the exact same thing. Lucky for me when I went in, the, they had a, there was a stand that said free comic books and it was very clear. They're a bit more clear now, I think. I think when it was early on, it wasn't as clear. Whoops. But yeah, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> but that has been the first messages from the multiverse if you if you didn't get to say your, share your story this time but you want to share an experience still put it out there we'd love to hear it um we're going to do more so follow us on the social media so you can Chat get your voices here because that's when we'll put the we'll try and um discuss we'll talk about the question before we actually do it on the f- show um but yeah, it'll be on the social media for sure. Maybe try and, it, and do it once a month. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, guys, that's the show. Woohoo! Thank you for joining us. We've had a fab time. We hope you have too, and we'll see you next week. Great Scots! It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.